So, the escape pod is going down, tearing through the atmosphere of Agamar at several times the speed of sound. Out the minuscule shielded portholes, you can see one other escape pod with Chundar's men and Chundar also plunging through the atmosphere. Ji, Kiyama, Mia, and Eshka. The four of you have been reunited inside this small vessel. Colette is not there. Where's Colette? I will ask. Oh my god, I forgot that G doesn't know. He does not know. Uh, Kiyama will just sort of look. Uh, the rest of us are pretty haggard. And will s- reply, the controls to the ship were not able to handle the autopilot. And someone needed to stay behind. She volunteered. We, we couldn't just leave. We left her? She told us to go. We didn't leave her behind. Mm. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, and she's pretty pretty broken up by that. Uh, in, in the silence, almost as if on cue, uh, from the porthole behind G, there is a burst of light that, as it dissipates, yields to a towering gout of flame. And moments later, a shockwave that rattles the interior of the compartment sh- and shakes the ship itself, not off course, but significantly adding even to the atmospheric turbulence that you're experiencing on descent. Colette has been successful, and the Star Destroyer has been driven into the planet. Mia's just going to quietly start crying. Eshka is going to put a hand on G's arm, just gently. I'll reciprocate that touch it back, but also kind of angrily mutter, just because someone wanted to do it doesn't mean you didn't leave them behind. And in that silence and uh, tension, I would like everybody to make me a resilience test. While the ship is going down, I'm watching it out the porthole um, and just trying to meditate in the force and just send whatever comfort I can to Colette as it was going down. Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry, uh, not, I'm not looking for resilience. Actually, I'm looking for discipline. I apologize. <laughs> discipline is what we're looking for. Also, I am absolutely <laughs> getting my comeuppance because I know last time I was riding the high of narrative effect. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now I'm like really trying not to cry. <laughs> Now you have to wallow in the aftermath with the rest of us. Yeah. Turns out you left people behind. Okay. Uh, Kyama, you can have two strain back. Ji, you can have two strain back in addition to the three that we agreed upon earlier. Uh, Mia, you can have four strain back. Uh, I'm sorry. Kyama, you can have five strain back. Um, Thank you. I, I read the wrong result. And Eshka, you can have three strain back. Mia's going to take. Um Han's blaster out of its holster and mm-hmm. just start trying to fix it. Okay. Uh, please give me a mechanics test. Nope. <laughs> Alright. Uh, you are sad and shaky and these are suboptimal conditions. Um, you know, I, I will say that you can reclaim one strain because in this moment you have 
sort of confirm to yourself that it is not permanently broken. Like you haven't, you have not fouled it up forever. Um, but you also know that it'll either take more than your current skill or, you know, someplace that's not a cramped and rattling escape pod under Mia's these conditions. Look, Mia's going to look miserably at Eshka and say, I can't do it right now. Can you? Um, yeah, Eshka will say, yeah, yeah, I can give it a try and hold out her hand for the blaster. Okay. And give I me, will. Yeah, give me that mechanics test, please. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eshka, you are a little stressed out. I'm not going to charge you any strain. I'm just going to bank that threat for later. Um, but you were able to get Han's blaster operational again. I have mixed feelings. Uh, on the one hand, I'm glad Eshka fixed the blaster. On the other hand, I remember what happened last time you banked threat for later. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun! Right as you were uh, handing off the blaster, the retro jets fire on the front of the escape vessel. And over the course of the next 90 seconds or so, you guys are uh, floating gently to the ground. During those mm-hmm. 90 seconds, I'm uh, doing two hits of a stim pack, so I'm getting nine wounds back. Okay. Um, Mia's going to look around. Are there any other stim packs or no? This was my last one. Okay. I can, um, I can take a crack, I'll yes. say. Looking at Mia's pretty banged up body. Yep. Um, How many hits are left on that stim pack? Um, three, which is a total of six. If you do them all they're they're bad. only uh ablative for one the one person you oh. like you kiyama can only benefit like that your benefit is limited in that way so if but if you gave them to mia she could get five oh. off the rip from the third use okay yeah then there's a total of if i give it to you you would get a total of 12 back yeah and can i actually grab that stim pack uh, mm-hmm. and use it on mia yeah and she'll get back um three more so a total of 15 okay how are you feeling now mia i got 15 hit points back yeah oh i didn't need all of those how many how many did you need i needed 11 okay so you can you can two uses yep Um, so you can one use left of this back exactly and it'll restore three hit points to mia or kiyama one and five for anyone else all right uh so bookkeeping stuff addressed the door to your pod hisses open and you have landed in it's not like a field exactly it's more like a narrow stretch of savanna almost in between carefully cultivated trees they're tall thin kind of alien looking their leaves are an interesting mix of like white gray like kind of an ash gray and a deep almost black green they stretch off in either direction to the horizon but your ship has landed in between what what look almost like orchard rows of them in the distance near an urban center some kind of city or something you can see that there are a few buildings left standing um, but the ruin and devastation of the true empire star destroyer being plunged into the earth like a dagger into a heart has taken an enormous toll and 
through the the fiery horizon and the smoke that's pouring off of it, you could almost swear that you can make out the shape of the Star Destroyer vertical against the horizon. Near where you are standing, there are three figures. Uh, the first is evident and obvious. It's your friend, VC-20, the senator. He has returned. Uh, the second is expected. It is Velamin. He is dressed in his full uh, Sith regalia. He has abandoned the moth pretense, or he has decided to embrace something different. And the third figure is familiar, though probably unexpected. It is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that is unexpected. Um, can I roll a... What would be the check that I need to keep from going up and punching Luke in the face? <laughs> um, that's an interesting question. What's motivating that? I feel like he's been fucking keeping me in the dark for this whole fucking time, and he hasn't told me anything. And I'm pissed. Sure. Um, it's not like he couldn't get in touch with me if he wanted to. I know he could. It's discipline, okay. I would say. I'll let you choose the difficulty for that. Yeah, believe me, I'm gonna. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's a triumph, a success, and two threat. Uh, so the way I'm gonna adjudicate that is it's gonna cost you some strain, um, but you are able to keep not only your cool, but an outward... You, with that triumph, you remember that there's a decent chance that at least some of this anger is just because of the the dark side pollution in the force around here that turns people against each other, that makes people suspicious or, you know, more likely to take offense, more likely to fall into anger and hate. You steal yourself and rein in your emotions. I imagine it, that it's sort of like a flamethrower flame where it's like this brilliant burst of like energy and then it's immediately snuffed out. Like I couldn't keep it from happening initially, but yeah. it got back down. You you tamp down on it and remember where you are and what you're doing. But those the two force users I'm sure have an idea of what's going on. Sure, and also, you know <laughs> Luke knows you. Yeah. Um VC twenty. Uh, so you have spent some time gallivanting around the galaxy uh, with with Velamin and doing secret things for secret reasons. But the most salient that you have done um, is return to Anoth and you have gotten a large crystal um, that you are currently holding. Seems uh, fun. Yeah. You have a big stone. The rationale um i will i will say that you can give me a lore test vc20 or we can just retcon uh if if you do not succeed in this uh you can also retcon some social checks to actually talk have talked with uh with velum about this if that's something that you would have done uh but let's start with that lore test okay there it is Okay, uh, a triumph, two successes, three threat. Uh, VC20, I am going to charge you two strain because this is a startling revelation. Um, this crystal is intended to be the future home for, uh, for, for Darth Plagueis. It is, some, it is a piece of lore that um, uh, 
you guys have kind of put together from some of your early tra- earlier travels, uh, Darth Tenebris and the like, and you know some of the lore that you built up in the first movie about the force sensitivity of Anothian crystals. And the idea, the plan, as far as you are aware, VC20, is to bring low Darth Plagueis through fairly traditional means and then force his spirit uh, to inhabit the crystal. Therefore, uh, thereby kind of rendering him moot or neutralizing him, buying more time to deal with him in a more permanent manner before he can do any more damage or put any more plans into motion. This is probably not his final resting place unless his uh, force powers can can be completely removed in this casing. Um, But it is the beginning of his ultimate demise. That is what... uh, that is what Velamin has described to you and what you have put together through your own knowledge and know-how. We could say the plan is to imprison him. Yes. Yeah. The idea is to imprison him as is against the carceral state as I believe the senator is. Chris, did you say imprism with an M? Because if so, oh, damn it. I, I, compl- I completely <laughs> no, I missed too. a very good pun. Okay. I, I did too. Imprism. Imprism. <laughs> Uh, but we'll we'll start uh, now that Kiyama has had a very uh, potent emotional reaction. Uh, VC20, you are seeing your friends again for the first time in months. After spending all of this time on Veleman's cruiser and in the company of horrible fascists that you've spent your career fighting against and creating this political prisoner cover and then going to Anoth and back and all manner of things, here are your friends again. What are you doing? I think he's gonna, like, kind of not quite run, but very nearly run. Maybe the closest to a run you would expect to see from a politician. Um, and just kind of see how everyone is doing. He's excited to see them, um, but they also kind of look like shit. <laughs> uh, Eshka is, you know, how she, how Bothans have that kind of, uh, uh, sub-language of expression through, you know, the way their fur moves and ridges and things like that. She's currently doing something none of you have ever seen her do before where the fur, like, at the corner of her eyes is kind of ruffling out and you kind of get the impression that this is, like, an equivalent of happy crying. Hmm. Oh? Is she gonna start kneading VC20? <laughs> no. But she is very happy to be reunited. Excellent and good. Mia, you have a lot of things going on. You are seeing old friends and you are seeing your uncle. You have been through an ordeal. What are you doing as you land and see the people? I think that she's glaring at Velamin, actually. Sure. Because she continues not to trust Velamin, and as much as she would like to take comfort in friends and her uncle she is not gonna do anything that would she's gonna play every card she has close to her chest while he's there i love the mental image of mia glaring at Velaman and kiamba glaring at luke for completely different reasons yeah, it's but good. <laughs> while while eshka hugs the senator yeah yes <laughs> there's a lot of daggers being thrown at different people <laughs> and then reunion G, what are you getting into? 
I think it's sort of a like whatever G's mental state of like politeness is in this point towards mm. all of the companies. But it's real it's real heavy. These are the people who presumably came up with the plan that we just executed. And I'm not a huge fan of how that plan was executed. So right. It is it's very much so a Hey, good to, good to see you all. Uh, especially towards VC20, but mm-hmm. not exuberantly excited. Um, and I think that I'll pretty quickly say, uh, so what's next? Velamin steps, uh, he steps forward. He kind of glances over to where Eshka and VC20 are reuniting. Uh, he ignores the daggers that you are staring at him, Mia. And he says, the crashing of the ship has allowed me to assert emergency powers as Moff. I have reassigned every soldier that works in the complex where my master is located. It was the only event of that magnitude that would allow me to reassign them without arousing suspicion. My master is as unguarded as he will ever be. So now we proceed into his complex and kill him. On his death, his spirit will be forced out, and your friend is holding the crystal in which we will imprison him. And he does not say imprism, he says imprison. He is he's not a punny man, Velamin. As a, gest- as a gesture of good faith, I recently was able to reach out to your master, and he makes eye contact with you at that when he says your, Kiyama. He agreed to come and assist us. And Luke just nods. He does not say anything or elaborate. Does Luke look normal? Uh, no, uh, he does not. Um, he is... So g- uh, give me a perception test, actually, as you're trying to observe him. Hi, can I also get on this perception? Yeah, yeah Luke looks fine. Okay. It's a long day. I'm probably just yeah. seeing things. Yeah, I mean, G he, he looks kind of haggard, um, but he, you know, yeah, who isn't? Like, this is a, this is a real weird situation. Uh, Kiyama, with, with, uh, with some successes compared to G's three failures, um, G, I, I am actually going to say that uh, you're, you're, knowing that Luke looks fine uh, heartens you. I'm going to give you two strain back for your blissful Thanks. ignorance. Uh, Kiyama, I am actually going to restore a strain to you as well, um, because you can see that he is very badly burnt. Um, there are a couple points at which, like, he moves, um, and like his the the robes, the Jesus, the sleeves of his robes ride up, and his hood falls back a little bit. Uh, you can see that the right side of his face uh, is actually just like a shiny mass of uh, burn scar. And uh, his right hand um, is just, it's, it's, it's not completely revealed, um, but it is, there are some elements of his mechanical hand that are evident. Um, and the reason I'm going to rule that this uh, actually gives you some strain back is you realize that like, his coming was difficult, and he's come recently. There's a very good chance that he didn't know anything about this plan that he found out after you did. It kind of crashes on you in a wave that, if anybody's been keeping anybody in the dark, it's been you keeping him. That makes me feel a little bit better. 
Um, I will kind of after that appraisal turn to Velamin and say there was an escape pod from the ship that got off that we weren't able to stop. Are they going to be a problem? No. Okay. We saw where it landed. Chundar's already been dispatched with his men. Once they've finished mopping up, the payment will come through and they'll be on their way, I'm sure. Any other questions before we go? I'll look around to the group because I, I, I know everyone's kind of all around and I'll just say no. Good. Steal yourselves. This is not easy. And uh, he is going to take off towards the long lines of trees that stretch towards the horizon. His right, your left. Um, he strides off at a fairly rapid pace, not running, not jogging, just taking long strides. The trees that you are walking under are, as I mentioned before, arranged in long, orderly lines of singleton trees, and you cross through many such lines before you see a squat but imposing stone structure ahead. There is even to the force insensitive among you, a bad feeling emanating from it. Mia and Eshka, I would like you both to make discipline tests for me, please. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, Mia, remember that you failed this. Eshka, remember that you remember that you succeeded on it. Can I get G, VC twenty, and Kiyama? to make me the same discipline test, please. Okay. Ji and Kiyama, remember that you passed. VC20, remember that you failed. As you draw closer to the structure, um, you can see that the it is composed of just gargantuan slabs of stone that have been cut. Um, it's... It's not as though, you know, they, they've been mortared and bricked together and like these walls are, um, you know, cunningly fit together or anything like that. No, these these are, it's almost crude looking, ancient looking. And it's as though some giant child just slapped together whatever Legos that they could and made something that resembled a, a building. It's... It's on a scale that defies you somewhat, but of a crudeness that is baffling given the engineering that would be required to move these stones. There is, as far as you can tell, only one entrance into a dark, unlit aperture. And it is through this that Velamin leads you. Um, is there any talk amongst yourselves or anything that you guys are saying to each other or possibly Luke or Velamin as you are crossing this plain and through these trees and into this temple or is it just silent? Mia isn't going to say anything but she is going to like go walk by Luke Mm -hmm. and maybe like give him a quick hug. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you you hug him uh, he puts his arm around you and you can actually hear uh, his hand whirring as he squeezes your shoulder and he says, Hey, kid. Hey, Uncle Luke. Tough flight in, huh? Yeah. You too? Tough timing. Yeah. He gives him another quick hug. Uh, he just squeezes your shoulder again as you guys Christian side hug while walking. Um, 
I'm going to hurry up with Velamin and kind of getting as far away from Luke as possible. And mm-hmm. under my breath, I'm going to ask Velamin, where's Ronus? Inside. And my eyes widen and I say, you said he was your prisoner. I had to keep up appearances. Who exactly is your master right now? Because I need to know right now. Otherwise, when we get in and if it's him and you didn't tell me, I am not going to be able to keep myself calm. It's not. Ronus is, is himself. Okay. With that, you guys step into the, the cold darkness of this crude temple. Your footfalls echoing as you walk inside. There is a dim reddish light coming from ahead of you, and it is towards this light that you walk. You can see as you draw closer that it is not a torch or a crystal or anything like that that you might necessarily have expected, but it is actually a control panel light on some kind of electronic device. Velamin presses a few buttons next to the red light, and a brighter blue-white light shines abruptly into the gloom, startling your eyes. This is the medical pod that within which Ronus has been sleeping, recovering, kept in some kind of stasis. And as the as the, as the pod hisses open and the light grows brighter, he stirs from within. Slowly uh, he regains consciousness and looks around at the faces illuminated by his medical pod and with a few staggering steps forward um he is puts himself in between mia and kiyama his shoulders at an awkward angle from their height discrepancy and half hugs half leans into the two of you uh supporting himself as he embraces you i give him a big hug and just um, through sense or just through the force, I'm just going to try and impress on him. Just stay calm. Okay. As, like as much as possible, like no emotion. Stay calm. Yeah, I'll give you, um, I'll let you make a force test. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did it not? Okay. Can you roll for me, please? Mm-hmm. All right. Two light side pips, so you can kind of communicate that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give Ronus um, a discipline test to uh, try and be cool in the face of all this. Oh, good boy. <laughs> okay, uh, two successes. He you can he doesn't say anything, um, but you can feel on your shoulder, Kiyama, uh, as he nods his assent, and he pulls himself back. You can. Uh, you're suddenly very aware that he is not, that your boyfriend is standing in front of you, not wearing very much, just like medical boxers. And he looks over at Velamin and he just says, Saber, where is it? And you can see the scarred man in the gloom nod. And he goes behind where the pod was standing. I thought I had it. And he pulls out several personal effects. You do have his saber, but Ronus doesn't know that. Oh, okay, yeah. So you, you you can do you can give it to him right now before he starts getting mad at Velamin. Yeah, I'm going to just like 
grasp his forearm and say, I have it. Uh, he looks at you kind of blearily. He's confused. He, he, his, eyebr- his eyebrows knit, uh, knit together, um, but he just nods. And slowly he uh, starts to get dressed and prepare himself. Um, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's getting dressed, I'll go over my, I kind of took your armored robes. Do you want those back or do you want me to keep them? Uh, you, he, he's, he is just now examining the robes that he is wearing and realizing that they are not his armored ones. I know, uh, I, I'm having them and they're a bit scorched. Yeah. <laughs> Taking some beatings. Um, he looks at the scorch marks, kind of runs his uh, finger over them. And uh, for a moment, he seems like himself and he kisses you on the cheek and he says, you hang on to him. I think you need him a little bit more than I do. How bad does he look? Um, I mean, he, I know I look bad, but I'm feeling okay. Like, does he, does he have any sort of like atrophy or weakness? He is, he is, he is exactly the opposite. Um, he is acting like rough, uh, cause he's coming out of like a drug induced something or other. Um, he looks better than you've ever seen him in your life. Minus, okay. minus like his hair being wet and kind of, kind of lanky looking. Um, he is in the perfect glow of health, whatever kind of nutrient slurry they've been pumping him into pumping into him has been doing wonders. His teeth are shinier. It's great. I did some elevator eyes (laughs) (laughs) as he was, uh, you're like, okay. Um, okay. Then if he's not looking bad, then I'll keep the robes. Okay. Uh, the rest of you who are not, uh, checking out your boyfriends, I will give you um, perception tests while you are in here now that you guys have a little bit of light shining. Okay. All right. Holy shit, Mia. Uh, Three successes and four advantage. I may have no brain cells, but I am a very perceptive person. Yeah, I didn't realize how good you are at perceiving. Damn. I'm really, like, I buffed that one up a lot. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why, but I did. Uh, VC20, this sure is a place where um, organics, like, might be. It sure, it sure is a building. You're certain about that. Um, Eshka and G, the two of you notice that in the high vaulted ceilings, um, there are fixtures or ornamentation, something like that. Um, you're not exactly sure what it is, but... In the light of the medical pod now shining more brightly, you're able to suss out that there are like, this building is just about one giant room and it is crammed full of stuff. There are statues around and there's stuff hanging from the ceiling that looks like maybe it's giant chandeliers or torch sconches. You're not sure what it is. Uh, Mia, you are sure what it is with three successes and all that advantage. Uh, these are one of two things. They are statues of people, um, or at least humanoid individuals. You're not able to make out a whole bunch of detail. Or these are torture implements. Uh, the things hanging off the ceiling, you're pretty sure, are Iron Maidens or similar. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Vibes. Um, yeah. You also notice that there is a giant altar in the back. This, one, this whole place is one giant Sith temple. You are realizing. Mia's going to look directly at Velamin and go, okay, what's next? Now we go down. Okay. Uh, Lower than the torture room is never a great place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Kiyama, he walks over to you where you and Ronus are sitting and um, like have, have just stood up, actually. Like you've just gotten him outfitted. And he is going to look Ronus in the eye and there is like a weird, silent conversation. And then out loud, Velamin says, only if you're sure, and walks off. And... Ronus looks at you, Kiyama, and he says, I'm going to stay here. What? Why? Because I'm not in a state to hold myself together. And if I went down there because I wasn't ready and I hurt you or Mia or Uncle Luke, I don't think I could forgive myself. And I wouldn't. And I wouldn't expect you to forgive me either. Mia's going to cut in and say, I don't feel good leaving you up here by yourself, though. Like, if you're not going, I'm not going. Mia, I need you to be the strong one right now. Mia's going to glare at him and say, I've been being the strong one. You need to be the strong one, too, sometimes. Really? Uh, you know what? Um, Mia, give me a coercion test. Heck yeah. I don't have, I don't have good coercion, but we're going to... Oh! Was not expecting that roll. Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh, five successes. <laughs> Damn. Good job, Mia. Immediately um, out of coma is a pretty good time to guilt someone. Yeah. yeah. I He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> uh he actually he there is a long uh second of silence. He lights his lightsaber and then immediately extinguishes it and he says, Fine, get walking then. I'm going to grab his arm and I'm, I, a question, Brian, when I walked into this temple, do I, is it familiar at all? It's a great question. I need to find the right thing. Hold on. Sorry. I'm going to say the lack of no is telling. (laughs) Well, (laughs) is it? Um, I mean, Kiyama would guess that she's probably been here. Give me a cool roll. Not very cool. You're not sure. I mean, it feels familiar, um, but that could also just be the feeling of being suffused with the dark side, which is all you've been putting up with for, you know, several hours. I, I'm going to turn to Mia and I'm going to say as much of an asset as he would be down there. I can you shoot your brother? I can. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Mia. Can you put that your father's gun to his head and kill him if Plagia, if this goes poorly and Plagius goes into him? Mia's going to glare a lot at Kiyama, um, and she's just going to spit out, you know I can't, and then she's going to march after Velamin. Okay. Well, this is going well so far. Yeah, this is going great. Um, <laughs> Tensions are high, and we're having a great time. Yeah. I'm going to turn. T- I'm gonna tell Ronus, I'm like, this is your choice. You heard her. Time for me to pull my weight. Can you kill me? I've... You no, don't but- know. I was here. You don't know I, that. For the six months I was here. You don't know that. I don't know, but I... Why does it matter? Because if I can't hold it together down there, if something happens to you, would you be able to keep to kill me to get him back out? You got out before. I got out because someone hit me in the head. I wasn't imbued by the force of a Sith Lord, I don't think. I'm just saying, can you do that? I can't do that to you. Maybe you don't have to be so scared, Kiyama. You're you're a lot different now from when I first met you in like lots of really good ways. 
So I'm guessing you're really different from whenever he got into you last time. So maybe whatever gave him an in before is changed now. Granted, I don't really get how this works. I'm just saying, you've done a lot. And I don't think you have to be as scared as you are. Don't get me wrong. I'm scared too, like just on principle in general. But of of that specifically, I, I don't know. Maybe Ashka, you're- gi- Ashka, give me a charm roll, please. <laughs> As she starts to descend into uh, yeah, gibbering. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, w- I will say that that is going to hearten you, Kiyama. You can, rec- you can reclaim a strain and you can feel about it however you want to feel about it. Um, but if the tiny furry mechanic says it, it's probably true. I had been glaring at... She's a notoriously bad liger. Yeah. I had been glaring at her when she started, and so my gaze softened a bit, and I'll just come if you want, but that's what... That's the risk down there. I'll tell you what what I remember later. I just... I just wish that... I just wish that this wasn't the liability that Luco has warned us that it would be. Chronically, it wasn't this liability that made me... That made it happen to me in the first place. So there are many ways that it can happen. Yeah. I will be in touch with you from up here. If I feel you change or anything drastic happen, I will come running down. But just remember that I love you and I believe in you. I kiss him and I say I love you too. And I'm going to come back. I'll be back. I know. I'm going to cut over to where Mia is walking towards Velamin. Uh, Velamin is in front of the altar. Uh, he is actually on his knees and he is chanting something. He's got like his hands out in front of him. And, uh, excuse me, Mia, you can see that his lightsaber is balanced across uh, his palms, which are about eight inches apart. And there is like a grinding uh, kind of shifting sound coming from underneath the altar as he chants. As you approach, um, Luke reaches out and touches your shoulder with his good hand. And he says, I, I wouldn't interrupt him. He's doing. Mia's going to look at Luke and she's going to say, I'm not going to interrupt him, but I'm not going to let him pull a fast one either. Yeah. If it hadn't been for the warning that Rona sent, I would never have believed him. But it seems like he is, I don't know, he's not on the right path, but he's looking at the right path and wondering, I think. The only way you grow at that point is trust. Someone else is going to have to help him grow because I don't trust him. (sighs) I don't, and I don't blame you, kid. I, I walk up after leaving and I'll say I trust him. Unfortunately, uh, G and VC twenty. Is there anything that you guys are doing while um, fond farewells and uh, dark rituals are taking place? Honestly, just seething. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from G's perspective, what has happened is there has been clear value differentials placed on life. Yeah, and the specifically the phrase i couldn't kill you if i needed to is clearly not been applied universally and yep they're just kind of stewing in that mm-hmm. absolutely 
I am also going to, if I can, see exactly what Valamin's doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, please give me a lore test. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so with three successes, you know that he is... Um, so you know, you know that the Sith were a people before they were ever a force tradition. And from your kind of ex I mean, your expert observation, there's not many people in the galaxy who are smarter or better versed in the deep lore of the force, at least on a theoretical level, uh, than you are. And you recognize the cultural telltales of the Sith, but also the force traditions of the people who called themselves Sith thereafter. Uh, the people who were not part of that race or species or culture, but who embraced their force traditions after their demise. If you had to guess, this this temple uh, was built by the Sith, the people, okay. and later appropriated by Sith, the force tradition. And what Velamin is doing right now is basically... From a technological standpoint, it's voice activation. He's speaking Sith, the cultural language. From a force perspective, he is applying a series of move force powers, uh, sort of by rote, probably in some kind of ceremonial fashion that aligns with the words that he's saying in Sith. Got it. Neat. After a few minutes of this, the grinding increases abruptly and then cuts off immediately just as abruptly and the altar has moved back there is a staircase that leads down uh, from which a grim unflickering yellow light is shining and Velamin turns his cloak swirling as he does so and he says this is the way come and he begins descending the staircase I'll follow. Okay. Is everyone going with? Yes. Yep. Increasingly more spooked, but pressing on. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, can I once again get discipline tests from everyone? Uh, these uh, red dice are coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. So, Mia, remember that you failed this. VC20, remember that you failed this. And Eshka, Kiyama, and G remember that you passed. There are going to be a total of three discipline tests. So I just need you guys at the end to have a tally of how many you passed and how many you failed. Because it will matter in a little bit. Does that include the one we did up at the top? Yep, that includes the one that you did up at the top. Gotcha, gotcha. The... As you descend the steps, you can see the light from the medical pod uh, diminishing and Ronus's silhouette growing smaller until it is finally out of view at the bottom of the stairs. At the bottom, the construction around you is no longer of stone. It is of metal. Um, but not just solid steel walls or steel plating or anything like that. The whole place is intricately veined and contoured with piping and wiring and cabling. So many things gathered together, 
twisting and curving, you feel as though you're in the belly of a beast. And as you continue to walk down this long and winding hallway, the feeling increases as the the size of the corridor increases as well. And the piping and cabling does not diminish in size, but grows with it as well, not dwarfed by the walls that piping instead soon dwarfs you as it twists across these metal walls, almost in organic shapes, giving an uneasy sensation of not just being within the belly of a beast, but being within a cyborg, some kind of unknowing and unknowable living organism, some combination of flesh and machine that has engulfed you. The echoes from your footfalls are soon swallowed entirely within these steel hallways, and the sense of diminishment of being shrunk and looked down upon is ever-heightening. The lighting comes from tiny nodules and beating within the hallways themselves. And while the light is sufficient to illuminate everything that you can see, it is of a sickly yellow color, not reminiscent of sunlight, but of jaundice, of mold and decay. And the ever-present suffocating sensation of the dark side weighs heavily on your hearts and minds. Even so on VC20, who is perhaps experiencing for only the second time in his existence, a real presence of the force. The first time being in the cave of the masters on Felucia. This however, is entirely a polar opposite sensation and it is unnerving to say the least. Is there any conversation or dialogue as you guys are traversing this uh, expanse of Geiger-esque horror? She at least is pretty, pretty silent. Mm. If only because I imagine there's some element of surprise. Yeah, Eshka is uncharacteristically quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the um, Geiger-esque horror doesn't quite hit VC20's horror receptors mm-hmm. um, quite as much as it does for the organics, but he's still getting hit very strongly by the feeling of, like, he's had to go to a relative's church events, and it's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fair. Um, uh, yeah. Kiyama's also going to stay silent, but I'm keeping sense up. Mm-hmm. And I think targeted on Velman. I don't care if I'm if he notices. Sure, uh, I'll make that roll for you. All right, um, I am going to say with just one light side, um, sensing is not going to be possible. The okay. the weight of the dark side in this place makes all emotions uh, difficult to access in a controlled manner. Right, and I am not using the dark side at this point, so... Fair enough. Um, Eshka, I am asking specifically you to make me a mechanics test. Okie dokie. Hoo-wa, hoo-wa. Love that. That's an interesting roll. Uh, so for the, the, for the viewer at home, uh, Eshka has rolled a failure, a an advantage, a triumph... 
and despair. Um, so here's what I'm going to adjudicate. Uh, you don't know what all of this does. That's the failure. Um, I am going to bank the advantage for you in the future. Uh, to Actually, you know what? I'm going to undo the threat I uh, banked previously. That's that's how that'll shake out. You've, okay, I'm fine with um, that. You've, you've undone a potential bad thing that I had hanging over everybody's heads. The triumph. Um, it is familiar to you in a way that you can't quite place. Like, you don't know what all of this stuff does, but it makes sense in a way that you can appreciate. The despair. It dawns on you that this is conceptually similar to Palpy Ship. You don't quite understand how or why. You don't know what the connection is. But you have the sudden and horrifying realization that this is not just an implication of being some kind of hybrid of flesh and machine that that might actually truly be what it is you might be inside some kind of organism that you do not understand composed of these guts that you are looking at well that's unnerving and that is kind of hand in hand with the palpy ship reminiscence because palpy ship is some kind of life form or entity that you do not totally understand that seems to be alive while wholly mechanical you know in a, in a way beyond even droids are and this is maybe of a similar milieu but you know very different categorically i'm not sure what to do with this <laughs> yeah i mean there's not a whole bunch you can do uh i mean as a result of the failure yeah uh, yeah but the suddenly uh, the traditions of past generations are weighing like a nightmare on Eshka's mind. Yep, that sounds about right. In any case, at long last, you come to a towering door. You know, the, the corridor was maybe about three meters at the beginning of your journey and has since telescoped out to be probably closer to 40. And there is a single set of double doors and Velamin looks back at Luke and Kiyama and G and just says, the force is the only way through. So help me. And he actually gets down on one knee, not genuflecting exactly. He has like his left hand extended. You can see his burn scars shinier than ever in the jaundiced light um but he's using move it's evident i'll join okay um g do you have move uh no all right then heard about it in principle i understand the loose motions but it's not a thing i can do all right uh then uh we are just gonna go in ascending order of force rating so kiyama you are up first please give me a move test uh, let's see if I can roll my force dice. Success! Success! Uh, can you roll me yeah. through force dice, please? Yes. It's always worth testing, but... Yeah. Oh! Three dark side pips. Are you going to reach out? Do before I do... Mm-hmm. To Velamin, I'm going to say, how badly do you need, do you need me to do this? 
Not so badly just yet. Then I'll wait. I won't use it. <laughs> I so Velamin, uh, true to form, has generated a single light side pip and five dark side pips. Um, so he is able to move the doors a little bit. Let's see how Luke does. Okay. Of course. Luke, uh, remaining stable and calm, has generated five light side pips. Uh, and that is slightly more than was necessary to get the door open overall. Um, so he actually, um, he kneels and uh, crosses his legs, uh, sitting in almost like a, like a lotus monastic pose. And with his hands extended, uh, palm up in front of him, he just makes like a kind of a pushing gesture with his eyes closed. And between he and Velamin, the giant double doors slowly swing open. There is a long pillared hall looking for all the galaxy-like ribs or possibly even the striated walls within an intestine. And at the far end of this cavernous hall, there is a throne. And atop the throne, there is a figure in black hooded robes. I have a serious question. Sure. Yeah. How much, just like reasonably, how much should Eshka be peeing her pants right now? <laughs> that is exactly what we are about to determine. Okay. <laughs> um, can I get uh, the third and final discipline test from everybody? Sure thing. Yes, despair. Oh, of course there are four light side points right there. Despair. Oh. Is that? <laughs> so two despairs have been generated. Okay, so VC20 has passed. Eshka has failed. Kiyama has failed. Mia has failed and G has passed. So everyone has made all of their all of their tests now. Can I get a round the horn of what everyone's score was? Actually, hang on to what your score is. Just keep it in mind. Um so based on that outcome, Rebecca, I would say that Eshka has probably peed her pants like just a little bit. That makes that that makes sense. <laughs> I am going to be banking those two despairs, though, especially because they came from my force users. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, as the doors swing open, uh, Veleman actually looks back at you, VC twenty, and he says, "Remember, you have to survive, and you have to hold on to that crystal. Nothing else matters, but that he doesn't get it." I will nod gravely. And Velamin lights his saber, the burning red light, a contrast to the toxic gloom. And he is going to stride forward into the throne room. Do I have any familiarity with this room? Give me a cool roll, please. Also, Brian, mm-hmm. I'm trying to gauge a thing. And I have a feeling it depends a lot on what the intended three failures that I have on the discipline tests are. Um, But I don't... Wait, did you fail all three discipline tests? I failed all three discipline tests. Okay. Okay. Uh, Which is to say, Mia, I think, just, like, starts firing at this guy in, like, complete terror. 
like just not not even pretending anything else but i also wanted to make sure that her fear and terror makes sense given the unknown effects of these this discipline test here yeah so i am i am going to say that as velamen um strides forward you you go to do exactly that you are you are petrified. You are rooted to the spot. You find that your legs can't move. And you force your shaking hand down to your blaster, yanking out Dad's gun in like a single unsteady motion that kind of jerks your shoulder, all, not out of its socket, but kind of like loosely rotating in the cuff. And instead of like aiming, the motion... The, the motion just knocks the gun out of your nerveless hand and there the the silence that has been so prolonged down this whole hallway is broken by the the clattering of a blaster pistol across the metal floor baby girl I don't think I remember uh, nothing super familiar with two advantage no I mean again it's the it's the same sense of deja vu okay but you know you couldn't remember like what you were doing here or what you uh, if you placed it or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ignite my saber and follow not as aggressively, but kind of moving in a flank, mm-hmm. or to try and flank the throne. Okay. G Eshka, VC twenty. What are you guys doing? Uh, I'm coming in. I as soon as Valaman starts moving, I'm also moving in. Okay. Saber unignited. Um, I believe I still have one of the the random bad peoples. Um, yeah, saber mm-hmm. not ignited, but uh, staff in hand. Love it. Uh, Luke is also walking forward, saber unignited. Um, he is kind of looking around. Uh, Eshka and VC twenty. Can both of you make me perception tests? Yes, I was actually about to ask you a question about our surroundings, and this mm-hmm. we'll see if this answers it, or if I need to ask it anyway. Okay. Um, Eshka, you can see large forms, maybe figures behind, kind of away from the lighting in this room, which is just over the top, broad yellow, uh, broad yellow panels, like a spine along the, the rib cage of these, of this pillared room. The figures are kind of humanoid and in shadow. You're not exactly sure what the deal is um but i'm gonna charge you a strain you know that despite the appearances plagueis is not alone in this room um mia i'm gonna say that uh as you watch the group move forward um your shaking muscles kind of return under your control and you realize you know not only is trying to fight from this range kind of aggressive but like he wouldn't be able to do it effectively anyway he's he's decently far enough away that your shots would not be great yeah better to better to get closer but that moment of terror uh, i am gonna say is gonna cost you a point of strain Uh, okay i'm gonna bend down and pick my gun back up okay as you guys make it to about the halfway point in the room the figure stands and you can hear a voice from under the hood call out unnaturally loud. So quick to violence, then? 
There's so many of you I would have assumed wanted an explanation. My apprentice, Lyriki Yamasuka, especially the heir to Skywalker. Uh, and the figure, the figure stands, and you can see that there is a glint of silver at its belt. He is armed, but he hasn't drawn his weapon yet. Uh, Veleman says nothing. He is continuing to walk with a grim dedication of purpose. Is anyone responding or doing anything? I think I'll keep walking forward with Velman, but also say speak quickly. I don't think Eshka has enough gumption in this moment uh, to actually say it. Mm -hmm. Um, But she does not like that he is like, Ooh, Kiyama, ooh, Mia, like, ooh, don't you want me to talk to you a lot? Like, she is like, keep my friend's names out of your mouth. <laughs> but she is, she is not, <laughs> she, she is scared enough to not uh, say that the way she would in other situations. Um, r- real quick, just to clarify, because this was what I was going to ask, and it sounds like the answer is yes, based on mm-hmm. what you said about my perception role. The room we're in, it still has that, it, it feels like we're still very much in that hybrid organic mechanic. Yeah. Type. Even, I mean, even though you can only see mechanical elements, it's all shaped in such biological ways that the, yeah, the, com- yeah. the comparison is almost uncanny. And I'll like, even but like with your triumph, I'll even say like, there is a definite sensation almost of, almost out of like the corner of your eye as if the room were rising and falling as if you were inside of a chest cavity. Okay. Almost like breathing. First of all, I I love this from a storytelling and world building perspective. Um, Second of all, then in terms of what Eshka is actually doing, Mm -hmm. can I see anything resembling a control panel in this room? You can uh, break off your straightforward uh, movement and like head off to the side and start looking for something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I would I'm love gonna... to do that. I would love to mm-hmm. maybe sneak a little. Yeah. Um, so here's what I'll say. Uh, you can make me a stealth test right now. And uh, after a few more other narrative things happen, we can start doing perception tests along the edge of the room. Perfect. Uh, just because I, I love the visual of all of these bold heroes striding forward with laser swords in hand and Eshka uh, just going pure goblin mode in the back mm-hmm. and like running off to the side of the room. Listen, she knows she's not that much help in melee. <laughs> she yeah. knows what she's good at. <laughs> uh, me- meanwhile, the robot senator in a leather jacket is just carrying like a giant crystal as big as his torso. Exactly. <laughs> All right, cool. There is my role, and I will defer to Yeah, narration. so you, you, uh, you've successfully uh, entered stealth. Um, I, am, I am going to say that the, as you approach the corners of the room, the breathing uh, sensation intensifies. I am going to charge you a strain just because you, you, you are sure beyond the shadow of a doubt now that there, this is something that you, you are inside something. Not some place. Hell yeah! <clears throat> like, I, like I know I'm taking strain, but I, the player, say, "Hell yeah!" This is so cool. <laughs> the figure on the throne has stood, and as you approach, it 
casts back its heavy robe, throwing back its hood. And underneath, there is a creature that is at first indeterminate, um, scaly with stalked yellow-red eyes, almost an amphibious in countenance. And it reaches across its torso, seizing its lightsaber, igniting both ends and swirling the two blades one after the other. And you can see it in profile. Can I get everyone to give me an outer rim, please? Okay. Um, so I'm seeing G with two successes, VC20 with one success. Um, so then I'm going to ask for something kind of something a little unorthodox. G, can you now make me a core worlds roll? Yeah. Just G, though. This is going to be different for the senator. Okay, so three successes. And uh, VC20, a core world's role, please. Okay. Um, so G and VC20, you recognize the species of this individual. Um, even though they are oddly and intensely transformed into a much leaner and uh, yet muscular version with kind of like plated scales, this is undoubtedly a Gungan from Naboo. This is maybe the individual that you guys saw. And Ji, uh, you actually recognize this specific individual as they were an enormous uh, influence on galactic politics. This is the body, if not the mind and soul, of the former senator from Naboo, Jar Jar Binks. You motherfucker. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my god. I was god. sitting here being like, he's not gonna do it. He's not gonna do it. He's not gonna. I was like, it's gonna be boss Nas or something like that. You motherfucker. I love I you love so it. much. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me the Darth Darth Binks I deserved. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm crying. Wow. Oh. Um, he has thrown back his hood. He has ignited both ends of his double-bladed lightsaber and slowly, contemptuously, Darth Plagueis is descending the stairs that lead up to his throne. Um, so everyone knows that uh, battle is joined. So give me one second to uh, remove all the turns and set up the turn list. I would like everyone to make a cool roll for me, please. I think Kiyama will say that out loud then. She'll say as, you know, they're kind of stalking towards Plagueis Binks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's just going to say, I have questions, but I don't know if I want the answers. Okay. So at the top of the round is going to be, is going to be Plagueis. He descends the steps more and... He is going to use, well, he's going to unleash. And he is going to unleash on his apprentice. I suppose former apprentice is more accurate. Treachery is the way of the Sith. Treachery is the way of the Sith. Okay. So that's actually going to be a critical, which is very exciting. My God. For the viewers at home, we've just learned that Plagueis has a seven force rating. Uh, yeah. I mean, that checks out to me. Yeah. Uh, so he is going to spend one pip 
to give the attack the ensnare quality, ensnare two quality, uh, one pip to give it the burn quality, and the rest on one other, the other one on strength. So, oh no, no strength. Uh, so Velamin is going to uh, fall to his knees, um, not actually yelling, which is maybe interesting. Um, but sort of uh, silently um, burning and convulsing on the ground. Uh, You can see lines of blue fire uh, coursing all over uh, the the robe that he's wearing and over his skin. And it suddenly occurs to you that his wholly burned body may make a lot more sense now. I was gonna say... And... Plagueis says, you should have waited longer. Stupid boy. Even with all this help, you still don't stand a chance. And he looks past Velamin, like completely contemptuous of him, ignoring his uh, suffering on the ground. And focuses his attention wholly on Luke Skywalker. I need a PC. I need any PC. Can I just go on record and say I don't like this guy? <laughs> that's that's good. I guess I'm achieving the desired effect from the, the, the Sith Lord mastermind behind everything. I, meanwhile, am obsessed with him. <laughs> like, wow. Also, Eshka would like to do some sneaking and looking for control panels. Okay, great. Um, so, Eshka, you have snuck. Uh, you may perceive... As you are searching for control panels. Oh. All right. You're not able to find anything, unfortunately. Um, yeah, you, you move around some. Um, I will say that you now no longer require a perception check to notice this. There are two, at least on this side, there are two uh, 20-foot tall armored figures. You are unsure if they are droids, statues, hybrid creatures that live within the creature that is this temple subcomplex. What they are, but they are they are legged, they have four arms and they have something resembling a, a head at their top. Um somewhere between 6 and 7 meters tall. That's fine. They look dangerous. Mhm. Good. That's fine. I need a PC. I need any PC. Uh, VC20 would like to uh, give some inspiring rhetoric. Yes, please. Before everyone dies. Um, <laughs> We're not going to die. I think he's going to like focus on Veloman, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, just be like, don't listen to him. Believe in your own judgment. I love that. I love that. Uh, give, me, give me your leadership de- test then, please, VC20. Okay. Uh, with a triumph, um, we'll count that as uh, success and two additional advantage. So I think that uh, you can restore three strain or uh, four strain among three people, and each of those three people is going to get a blue die for leadership number of rounds. Um, so I think we'll give Beldeman two strain, mm-hmm. uh, Kiyama one strain, and Ji one strain. Okay. Um, so Kiyama and G, both of you are going to have a blue die added to, uh, all your tests. Okay. Do you want us to add it or are you going to add it? Um, I'll add it. Okay. Okay. Uh, now we come to Luke 
and to Velamin. So Velamin is going to stand, um, and he bellows uh, the top of his lungs, just a echoing, booming shout as he yanks and sort of contorts himself, almost like he's about to do a kip up against the swirling chain of fire and electricity that is still coating him. And he punches down at the ground hard enough that you can see a hairline crack in the throne room steps and drags himself up to his feet, uh, grabbing his lightsaber en route, pushing himself up by the fist with which he punched. And limpingly, he is moving towards his former master. He's not attacking just yet, but he is getting engaged. I know you that- didn't mean this. Mm-hmm. When you said getting engaged, my brain immediately imagined him getting down on one knee for Darth Darth Banks. Yeah. And I needed to share the chaos image in yeah. my brain with the yeah, rest of the world. It's it's like Love Island, but it's Star Wars. It's Love yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Luke, on the other hand, is moving in with his lightsaber. All right. Big Luke Skywalker roll right there. That's a big fucking Luke Skywalker roll right there. Uh, so importantly, that's a triumph and three successes atop that. Um, Plagueis is going to parry it. Uh, there is there is an intense flurry of blows as Skywalker drives Plagueis back, um, but eventually Plagueis is able to use his second blade to his advantage and force Skywalker away from. Uh, the the the, the uh, aggressor's role, the offensive stance that he is in, and they part, taking about a step back. And we're gonna roll to see what kind of crit that that inflicts. That's a ninety-six. Damn, Luke. Luke came to get down. It's like these old bones still have still have some use in them. Yeah, it like looks. When- it looks like there is a huge uh, gash that is in Plagueis's, uh, like the thigh of Plagueis's robes. While it only appears to be a glancing blow, it's it it's the kind of thing that could be exploited and might be painful. Uh, I'd like to go. Yeah, Mia's gonna aim for his leg. Okay, um, so you're. And gonna I would the- like to use a light side point because why not? Okay. What um, to my character sheet? Where'd it go? There it is. So you're going to take the aim maneuver, and then you're going to take a shot using light-ranged weapons. Okay. Wow. Nice. Dad's gun coming in hot. Thank you, Eshka. Holy shit. Um, So that is going to be eight damage incoming, and you rolled another triumph. That's a crit. I did. Fucking A. Yeah. Let's go, kids. It's going to be a 102 with... It's stacking up fast. <laughs> um, so here's what I'm going to say. Okay. And I don't know if you're going to love this. Okay. Um, so you are aiming at his leg. And yeah. at the last moment, um, he kind of turns, like almost like sensing in the force that he is being shot at. And the, the, manu- the, the turn has him set his weight forward a step. So you don't wind up shooting him in his left leg where he's, you know, where you were aiming. You get him directly on his left arm. Okay. 
and it blows the arm away completely. Oh, He's shit. not expecting it at all. Oh shit! I think Mia's actually gonna shout like, "Oh shit!" from where she's standing. <laughs> and from where he is standing, there is there's like a moment of uncomfortable stillness as he and Luke both kind of watch the arm <laughs> m- bounce down across the uh, a- across the stairs to the throne. And breaking that stillness. Uh, Plagueis swirls his double, double-bladed lightsaber faster than ever before, in a deadly pinwheel of red light that leaves oozing marks of melted stone on the ground. And he says, "It was past time for this body, anyway." Um, so a couple things are going to happen. He is He's going- so metal. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just really happy. He is really fucking metal. Uh, he is going to press the attack onto Luke Skywalker. I am going to spend a dark side point. Okay. Um, with his uh, two, with his double-bladed sword, he presses the assault onto Luke, um, who defends himself aptly and admirably, um, but finds himself outmatched, and a blow strikes home. Uh, only glancingly. No, no, you know loss or destruction or anything like that, but Skywalker is pressed. Uh, the other thing that is going to occur is something that only Eshka notices, which is little lights turn on in the top of the figures nearby you, Eshka. Oh, no, 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 no. I need a PC. I need any PC. I'll go. Um, seeing yep. what's happened and kind of in that pause before he presses Luke again, I'm going to come up and. Um, join in and attack with my lightsaber yeah mm-hmm. from the rear as he's engaged with luke uh you need to be dirty but yeah you need to be engaged uh it's it's six one way half dozen another um, uh, you don't but... get flanking in this so it doesn't no mean... you don't too abstract for that okay um anyways yeah i'll come in and uh join in the assault and attack okay um yeah, so this is another situation where you're... I believe that Kiyama was yeah. supposed to have a blue die. Oh, I was supposed to have a blue die. So let's let's see that. We'll just look at what's on the blue die. That's what you needed. Um, so that's an actual success. That's an actual hit, which is exciting. Because uh, it means that actual critical thing hit things occur. Because uh, otherwise, we just do triumph effects. Okay. Which can be lots of stuff. But that will bring you up to four successes. Yeah, so great. How much damage does your lightsaber do? I think it was great combat weapons. Double check. I can't remember. I think the eight is what we had discovered. That's right. Okay. Uh, So he, that, that is what his parry is effectively. Um, So he is going to be able to turn your blade aside doing when you do base damage and a shower of sparks rises up from the connection of your blades. And if I roll an, in the 90s again for this fucking critical hit, I'm going to lose my shit. Okay, so that's a 76 is what it shakes out to. Um, you can actually attack again. Your the, the parry is going to leave him open as well as the necessity to defend himself against Luke. So I you will. can give me Absolutely. I'll take yep. that. Mm-hmm. You have the blue there. Okay. Okay. Again, uh, a single success, uh, this time with no 
uh, critical, but instead you've generated three threat across those results. Um, so once more you press him and once more he is forced to defend himself, but it is costing him. Okay. I need a PC. I need any PC. Hey, that's me. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to unleash on Plagueis. Okay. Um, so I am adding two purples to the pool just because that's how my power is already set up. Right. Can you get everything else, including blue die? But I assume he has some like fancy everything's hard to do against him kind of vibe. Yeah. Cool. Please. Right. Uh, I'm going to use my once per session reroll of a force power. Absolutely. And still fail. Yeah. Uh, damn. I'm going to. So I'm trying. I'm just not getting it. Uh, I'm going to use my once per session strain to mm-hmm. as maneuver use a force power. Okay. <laughs> God there damn. There it is. It's one, two, three, four. Triumph. Um, so I don't know what exactly. No, I do know. Um, I'm going to charge him basically some strain out of his pool. Um, because the way that I'm picturing this is uh, <clears throat> at first with your first unleash, he just matches you lightning for lightning. Uh, gripping his saber more loosely and blasting back at you. Uh, but with the second Instead, he turns the blade, uh, dodging nimbly around Kiyama, and absorbs the second blast with his uh, with his like secondary blade. Again, forced back and ma- being cornered into maintaining a defensive posture. You have uh, you you have taxed him. Perhaps not as much, quite as much as you ta- were taxed there, but you have taxed him certainly. All right, that's my turn. All right, now he gets to take his main turn. I'm going to spend a dark side point, finally. All right. Uh, So what I'm going to rule here is that he, moving with almost impossible swiftness, still, it can't be emphasized enough, still one-armed, he rains down blows onto Skywalker, beating him back until eventually he is able to kick him, sending him tumbling down the throne room steps. Um, so next turn, Luke is going to be uh, spending his turn closing distance, essentially. I need a PC. I need any PC. Me. I'm going to fire at him. Okay. And I'm going to use another light side point. Okay. Because that worked well for me last time. Holy shit, what the fuck? You rolled before the difficulty was set. Okay, good. I was like, what the actual fuck was that? Yeah. Please, please try that again. You do not have, <laughs> you do not have seven yellow dice. I was going to say, I thought I was giving enough time for any kind of pool adjustments, but so, I'm sorry. You, I jumped the want, gun. I'm, as I'm sorry. I had a bunch of stuff to do. Are you aiming again? Uh, yes, I am going to aim again. Okay. Go for it, please. All right. I'll take uh, that, honestly. Yeah, a single success. Um, again, he deigns to reflect, um, and he just takes the shot uh, in, in like, his chest, um, just kind of beast-moding, being willing to take that damage. Uh, I figure, you know, probably he's making the, making the guess that blaster fire isn't quite as bad, uh, especially with his armor and armored scales. Um, as lightsabers would be. I need a PC. I need any PC. Can I get closer to the slowly awakening massive murder machines? Yeah, absolutely you can. 
Uh, so the, as I mentioned, they're somewhere between six and seven meters tall, um, probably close to that in width. Um, they have four mechanical arms and two legs. They are bipedal, um, but humanoid doesn't really apply here. There are small, maybe turrets or maybe just like observation sensory posts topping them. They kind of look like squat or stocky guys who are wearing giant suits of armor and have a second set of arms. You can't really tell what their armament is, um, but you can maybe try to interact with them. Um, so my thought mm-hmm. was to just look for an, uh, in short, to look for an off switch. Um, but the way you said interact with them intrigues me. Um, that would include looking for an off switch, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can ascertain a way to just be like, why don't why don't you go to sleep for a little bit? Uh, sure. Give me a mechanics test. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not quite. Um, you feel sure that there is one, but if if there is, you don't know what the heck it is. I will give you this sort of insight based on your advantage. If there is one, it's probably higher up than your than your little Bothan body is currently able of reaching. You might want to try and climb them. As crazy as that sounds. I don't think that sounds crazy. I think that sounds fantastic. All right. Uh, <laughs> please give me either athletics or coordination to scale the beast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, it's slippery, and you you feel like you're in a weird place, but you don't really know why. Uh, but you're about halfway up this thing's back when it, uh, it starts moving. There's mm-hmm. like a chunk 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 sound and they are stepping forward on Velamin's turn uh, which is also Luke's turn Luke uh, picks himself up from where he has been thrown and he is going to start uh, ascending the stairs again Uh, Velamin is going to very dramatically make an athletics test uh, during which he shouts <clears throat> what does he shout I, I i think he just it's another wordless cry almost as he sails you know an unnatural force augmented arc through the air and we are going to have him attack all right again we have a parry with like burning plasma dripping from Velamin's blade now they're both on fire to different degrees. Mostly Velamin is still on fire, but now Darth Plagueis is as well. Before we have a PC, a couple things are going to happen. One, everybody sees two giant robots, question mark, emerge from the sides of the room and begin heading towards the party. Two, Plagueis, he is one-armed. And I think he is going to opt to plus what he took earlier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So first things first, let's roll the critical. That's a 47. Okay. Actually, that's a 57. Uh, He spins downward, blade vertical, and Velman blocks. He uses that locked up 
position to spin sideways with a yaw and get in a blow, attempt a blow with the off blade that is not engaged with Velamin. But it turns out it's a feint, and Velamin bites. He sweeps down, trying to block his master's blow, and instead, the main blade is brought up and over like a javelin stabbed down and through Velamin's chest. You can see it emerge on the other side. He gasps weakly. You can hear him, Kiyama, as he begins to choke. And he slides sideways down, his limp body hitting stair after stair until it stops a third from the bottom. RIP. I'm assuming that that was dead. No, he's unconscious though. All right, um, I'm going. I love. Is he dead? No, I've decided. Well, you are flesh wound. You are. Yeah, the the automata are using their turn to advance. Uh, so Kiyama, you can see that you are now um, surrounded. There is a dread Sith Lord in front of you and four murder bots of unknown provenance behind you. What size are they? I have said several times now that they are between six and seven meters tall. No, I meant uh, silhouette. Oh, gotcha. Silhouette too. <laughs> Silhouette two. Okay. There's silhouette two. All right. Um, can you roll uh the four? I'm going to try something with move. Uh, will you roll a force dice for me? Mm-hmm. All right. Shit. That is a single die. Shit. Um, I had a plan, knowing what I was going to do. Um, so I have a question. If I use an action, I can spend strain to use a maneuver as another action. Is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. Um. So what no, I'm no, going no. To- Hold on. I'm re- restate that, please. I don't want to. If I is there a way I can do two actions in a turn by spending no. strain? Nope. No. Period. But you can do two maneuvers. I don't think strain. I can use anything that I need to do as a maneuver. Um. So you've made a move test. We can start there. Yeah, I made a move test. Um, to try and give either Luke or um. I guess it's G, who's only after me. Or is G already gone? I have not. G is not okay. yet gone. Um, to try and give them something, I'm going to try and use move to, since I now have the fine motor control, I want mm-hmm. to deactivate his lightsaber. You can try. I'm going to try and do that. Like, I'm not trying to take it from him. I'm not trying to pull it. I'm just pushing the button. Okay. Let's look at move. All right. So... Within short range, up to his maximum range, allowing him to do whatever he could normally do with his hands via this power at this power's range. Huh. Yeah. That's irritating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say only one thing. Make me a lore test, please. Uh, why am I not smart? And I'm going to spend a dark side point. Uh, oh. well, I didn't even get it anyway. So well, I'm going to spend the dark side point because I said it was going to. Go ahead. Um, but uh, so here's what I'm going to say. You reach out with the force and you do fine motor manipulation. Um, You hit the button and only one of the blades turns off. And you realize in that moment, oh, I don't actually know how to use a double-bladed lightsaber. Never used one. That's fine. That's enough that I was going for. And I'm going to then run towards Velamin. Okay. Soon it's just two lightsabers super glued together. (laughs) Yeah, you only hit one of the buttons. Yeah. 
Uh, I am looking for... And, and then I'm going to, as I'm running, I'm yelling mm. to, for G to, to, for them to toss me the stem pack. Okay. All right. Uh, who do we have remaining? Just G? Yep. And, and VC20. Um, so who would like to go? Uh, how is it both of us? Uh, because I clicked one too many times on the initiative tracker. Don't worry too Got much about it. it. Cool. Um, I am going to d- dig deep and do what I can to electrocute this guy who's very, very frustrating to me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I use a light side point to boost my combat check, can I also use a light side point to spend dark side points? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to use a light side point. Okay. Um, and then please boost boost everything. I'm rolling with a two purple by default again. Uh, and I think I still have a blue. Yep, you sure do. All right, everything is set. God damn. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, disregard the last two. Okay. Um, so that would decrease threat by one, and that would actually become a success. You would have a success and two threats, but you have a big stack. A, if you have a five care. stack I of... I this. Yeah. This so, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to use a light side point and take one, two, three, four, five strain. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to take two more strain with my staff. Okay. Uh, and deal four, seven, four plus four times three, uh, 16 damage. Okay. Um, so with a staggering uh, force of will, um, she gives in to the hate in their heart and hits Plagueis, overwhelms him, I will say. Um, with only one lightsaber to defend, he tries the same trick of holding it out to deflect your lightning, but it crawls up his arm, uh, sc- uh, scattering across his body, uh, forcing him into convulsions um, as he screams in agony and rage of his own. It vibrates, thundering through the cavern, and eventually your the the fire of your rage burns out g and the lightning abates <clears throat> as he returns to his guarded stance and his reddish yellow eyes lock with yours across your mask he says good good uh and then i think i'm going to look at valamin okay remember all of the pain he's caused mm-hmm. remember his Plan that was apparently let's kill Colette just so I don't have to order a bunch of people someplace and not do anything with the Stimpak. Wow. So with you and Skywalker both in engaged range, Plagueis opts to ignore the person who just, or not ignore, but not focus on the person who just dealt him, you know, that savage lightning-fueled blow, and instead focus on Skywalker. Um, I am again going to spend a dark side point. And again, uh, Skywalker is beaten down under a savage flurry of blows. Now, just using the one side of it, um, not even bothering yet to reignite his second blade. Uh, until the very end of their exchange, as he locks guard again, he reaches out with one webbed claw, reignites the other, and flips it under Skywalker's guard. Um, your master now, Kiyama, is looking very 
rough, very ragged. He's taken a few hits at this point, and while he is mostly holding his own, the few scratches and um, blows that he have taken are from a lightsaber. They are stacking up. Any PC, any PC. Um, it, actually, I take that back. I jumped the gun. I should have worried about it more. VC20, it's your turn right now. Okay. Um, I think VC20 is still mostly trying to parse what is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a lot. Uh, I think he wants to try to help Veldeman, but uh, Veldeman was very specific that VC20 needed to stay alive. Yes. And... Uh, that doesn't seem like something that's going to happen if he steps within melee distance of Jar Jar Binks. Right. Um, but on the other hand, you do have uh, crazy robots from beyond time that maybe live in the gullet of this cyber, uh, cybernetic temple. Who's to say? They're coming up behind you. Oh yeah, those guys. Um... Do they speak droid languages, or do they only, appear to be... Only one way to find out, my friend. I guess I'll try uh, beeping and booping at them. Okay. Um, would you like to try leadership or charm? I think leadership feels a little bit less futile. Okay. Uh, would you like to spend a destiny point? That seems wise. Yeah. All right. I have set up the pool for you, and you may roll leadership at your leisure. Ah. Uh, you, yes, you attempt some beeping and Wait, booping. Wait, hold on a second. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if the skill is applicable. Now, once per session, I can reroll charm or deception. Ah. Uh, I should have been charming. Uh, for, for the lulls, I will, I will allow you to make a charm roll. That seems, uh, if you were relying on that skill, it seems, uh, permissible. So you may, you may make a charm instead. All right. Uh, unfortunately it has not, uh, not come to fruition for you. Hey, we've gone from four failures to two. Yes. Better. Um, uh, here's what I will say. Um, you have, you have rolled three advantage so that, so something good has occurred, even if you have not, you know, established contact with these entities. Um, so what, what I will say is, um, they look at you and something about your droid protocol makes them ignore you. Um, their thunderous elephantine steps move past you, and you are just sort of ignored as they close in on your party. Uh, their enormous shadows pass over you as you are clutching the Anothian crystal to your chest like a babe. I need a PC, any PC. Can oh, I God. turn them oh. off? Oh, sorry, go ahead. You go first. No, you go first. Can I turn it off? <laughs> yeah, uh, as they pass by you, VC20, you can see that Eshka is hanging on the back of one. <laughs> so much has changed, and yet so little. <laughs> uh, yes, please give me a, a, me a mechanics test, Eshka. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Uh, so what you have realized is that there is like a panel all the way at the top. And you just sort of like scrabbling at it with your tools, you pop it open. Uh, the creature, the creature, robot, whatever it is, stops immediately, although the other three continue progressing. And it begins to shake its shoulders back and forth, determinedly, uh, trying to shake you off, Eshka. And so you just sort of blindly, like, reach down into the gap of this thing and yank at wires. Uh, so you are going to take uh, three damage that cannot be soaked and three strain. 
Uh, the oh, strain fine. is the strain is from the electrocution, which seems to happen to you constantly. <laughs> um, and the three damage is from the fall that you take as this creature uh, is this creature's last like rattling th- uh, throws you into space. Um, but you have found its off switch and you have turned it off commensurately. That's something. Uh, Kiyama, you may now go. Okay. Um, sensing this sudden shift, both in dynamic of the battle and hearing what Plagueis said to G and G's uncharacteristic helpfulness, I think, uh, or lack of helpfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to, Kiyama's going to, um, turn back to the, those that are battling Plagueis and Mm. she's going to leave Vellum in there because there's nothing I can do to help him without anything like medicinal. I'm not good at that. Um, and I'm instead going to go up to G Mm -hmm. and standing next to him, I'm going to attack Plagueis. Okay. And I'm going to shout at G. Fight it. You don't want to turn into this. I promise you it's not worth it. All right. Uh, I am going to spend a dark side point and make your attack, please. Oh. All right. Uh, your blow is easily deflected. Am I still supposed to have a blue dice? Sure. I don't. How many rounds is that from the VC20? Uh, I think it lasts for six rounds. Okay, this would have been v- the third. It's fucking VC20. So. Yeah, okay. Oh, just some yeah. advantage. Okay. So your blow is easily deflected, um, but Plagueis looks at you and he says, oh, so you're still shattered. So you did want to turn into this. I don't know what you mean. No, of course not. You wouldn't. Uh, let's see what happens with Velamin. Okay, that's good. Luke is going to attack again. I'm going to spend another dark side point. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. So there's some good things and bad things going on here. Uh, obviously the success is great. Uh, he is going to get in under Plagueis' guard. He's going to be able to inflict a critical wound, but, uh, he is also five threat. So yeah. And even with all of the critical wounds that have been inflicted before, um, the way that this is going to work is as follows. Um, Plagueis and Skywalker once again engaged in just lightning speed lightsaber con- combat, like nothing that you guys have seen before. And it ends with Skywalker getting in a like a brutal side cut over the top of Plagueis's guard. In response, uh, Plagueis simply bringing his hand up, almost in like a judo move. And there's a nasty crack as Skywalker's arm is twisted entirely the wrong direction. He grits his teeth and groans, uh, but you can see the old master's lightsaber uh, skittering across the steps of the throne room. Suddenly, he is unarmed in front of Plagueis, and I'm gonna take and I'm gonna take Plagueis's turn right now, and I'm gonna spend another dark side point. Yeah, that's enough. As he is disarmed, <clears throat> Plagueis hits him in the chest with his saber, and then on the shoulder, and then again, driving him to his knees. And he pauses 
looking down at Skywalker, the man who's spent his whole life after Yavin, after Endor, hunting this entity, looking for him. And Luke looks up for just a moment, and then he looks back at you, Kiyama, and he says, Kiyama, run. And then Plagueis decapitates him. I scream. As his head falls down the throne room steps and Kiyama screams, the automata close the distance. Uh, They are going to attack Mia first. Uh, Mia, you are going to take 12 damage prior to soak as the enormous fist of one of these things crashes through the air down on you, attempting to flatten you into the metal floor of the chamber. Well, I'm really glad that I got healed up on the way over. Uh. (laughs) Not doing so great now, but still alive, so that's good. Right. Uh, The other two are going to start groaningly and creakingly walking up the steps. Mia, you can see that there is a fourth that has been deactivated in the back. I'm assuming that these guys are probably too big to, like, you know, I shoot their head off with a blaster, right? Like, they're not... You could. Like, there is a head at the top. It could be theoretically shot off with a blaster. There's no way around that. Okay, I'm going to give it a shot because I'm flat on the ground and that's that's what we got going on right now. Yeah, sounds good. Um, please give me an attack. All right. All right. That Nailed looks it. like a That looks like a triumph and two more successes. That's eight damage incoming and a critical. Let's roll that critical. We love you, Mia. 61. Target is I love disor- you for fixing my dad's gun. Thank you. Uh, so you shoot out one of the tiny red light eyes at the at the top of this automaton. Um, there's like a sizzling sound, a little bit of smoke, and like a weird whine that comes from inside of its chest. I need a PC. I need any PC. Um, I'll go. Okay. Uh, and I think in response to Kiyama, she's gonna say, "Yeah, indeed." Terrible to become someone who decides who lives or who dies for the mission. And try and electrocute Plagueis again. Okay. Uh, give me, yeah, give me that roll. Um, was that the right difficulty? Oh, you're right. Gonna you roll three purples. Yeah. Oops. Uh, still only generated one more success. Uh, so but it, instead of that advantage, you have a threat. But you still have four successes. Cool. Um, can you? Throw three purples in the pool for an unrelated thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I am going to... Uh, fuck it, I'll use the dark side again. Uh, so that's four. Uh, that is 21 damage. Okay. You hit him once again with a devastating torrent of lightning. Again, he extends his remaining hand, uh, hoping this time with both blades to be able to deflect your onslaught. It is not enough. The lightning courses over him, through him. His bones are visible. There is the smell of cooking meat and charred flesh. And he falls, his still-lit lightsaber hitting the stairs, twirling over and over, in fact, slicing his corpse as it descends. There is an eerie moment of silence as the automata are abruptly stilled and a sound like a whisper on the air. What does the whisper say? Everything and nothing. 
and G, you suddenly feel cold. And Kevin, that act as G is the last one that you are going to take while in control of that character. Noted. <clears throat> Kiyama, there is a oh, no. moment of uncanny cold coming from next to you. And as you turn, you can see that even through the mask, G looks different. There is a strange light shining out from the goggles where your friend's eyes once were. And in the voice that is no longer your friend's, they say, You should have listened to Skywalker. You should have run. I need a PC. I need any PC. From where Ashka is lying on the ground after getting thrown off the automaton. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think how to phrase this and not make it sound like I'm trying to make light of anything. But okay. ba- ba- basically, like, may- maybe we should run. Yeah. Are we back at the top of the initiative? Uh, no, because Eshka okay. needs to go and VC20 has yet to go. I, get, um, I, again, got a little too aggressive. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, Eshka... I'm going to get up and mm-hmm. damn it, Brian. I'm so torn. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get up. I'm going to look at Kiyama. Uh, n- no, I'm going to look at um, VC20 mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask, is there any way we can still get him in there? Uh, VC20, make me a lore test, please. Can I use a light side point on this? Yeah, I would. Re- I would recommend it. Please do. Uh, hey, uh, so the way that uh, Veloman explained it is that it just should have worked. Um, he did some dark side hoobajoo to it, and he had every expectation that when he died, the f- when you know, whenever Plagueis died, it should be that that should be the end of it. Like he just would get sucked into there, like a magnet, is how he put it. Um, Does that mean it's possible that G is in there now? No. You know this is out of this is meta, but does the mm. rock seem? Um, it does not. It seems unchanged. It does not seem different, though. Uh, and how's Veleman looking? Um, if he's not dead, he's doing a great imitation. Um, I think VC twenty is just going to sadly shake his head. That's fair. Does he want to try and persuade his friends to retreat or try to negotiate with the thing that is not G or? Is there any any like kind of diplomatic route he'd like to pursue? Um, well, the force powers are going to transfer to the new host, right? Like, it's not like he has to build them back up again. You guys actually have no idea. Um, is that something that Bellman uh, might have told me about, or probably not? He's not like yeah, and you know, as in Bellman's whole life, he's only had the one host, so to speak. So. Mm-hmm. This oh I just I just I just had a crazy idea that I don't think is totally appropriate. Oh boy! I I just had thought of like what if we get him unconscious and then while he's unconscious we you know we we try to basically the question of oh does he have the powers or does he just have like G's ability now because it's just G level of ability we can handle that so let's just like get get him unconscious and then and then tie him up and and 
still take him with us so we don't have to abandon she and and we'll figure it out but i i think that's a little what, too hijinxy <laughs> what we should do is try and perform experiments on the dark lord <laughs> i i approve of eshka's uh materialist logical mindset but at the same time yeah i i think that i think that maybe <laughs> runs through her mind like desperately because the you know the the fact of neither wanting to run and leave Xi here in this mm. state, nor wanting to kill Xi, plus especially not wanting to run and leave Xi here in this state, knowing how upset Xi was about something very similar being done to someone they cared about. Like, it's just stacking and stacking. And so her little her little gremlin brain is just Yes. And in its wheels. So it is uh, It is 11 and there is a, a, a coda to all of this, if you can believe it. So I'm going to zoom out for a moment away from combat rounds and the like and say, do you guys want to stay and fight the thing that Xi has become? Or do you want to try and retreat before the automata reenact and, and or excuse me, reactivate? I personally want to retreat and while we can, while we have a window, and see if we can still save G at a future okay. point. Mia, that's, what? That's Mia's vote, too. We're down to force users, three force users. Okay. VC20? I want to check Velamin for signs of life a little more closely. Sure. Um, if you give me two strain, I'll rule, I'll rule that you can make a medicine test, because your lore was almost uh, incidental or reactive. Yeah, I will uh, use two strain. Um, mm -hmm. You can also spend a light side point. Yeah, that seems probably wise. Uh, okay. Oops. Go ahead. What is medicine? Oh, I'm sorry. We should have given you an actual. Uh, ah, yeah, unfortunately, you can't. Yeah, you just can't tell. He might Wait, be a corpse. He a might second. Not. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> um, I'm trying to remember, there was some bonus thing that is not reflected in. Oh, the you, uh, you, you fed and cared for humans so long, you know their anatomy better. You have a boost. Yeah. Hey. So because of that one-off boost that I gave you uh, for, for care and feeding for humans back in like the fourth session, um, you, can, you can tell that Velamin is alive. Uh, for how much longer, it is difficult to say, but he is not yet deceased. Someone grab yeah. him and let's run. Uh, I vote we yeah, run. Yeah, I'm... Before we do, before we run, when... Plagueis G told Kami you should have listened to Skywalker, you should have run. As I turn, I say I am a slow learner. And I, I know you won't remember this, G. We're coming back for you. You, and are I'm you are a slow learner, but one day you'll sit at my feet again as my apprentice and you can be a slow learner here. Is there any amount of G's memories or feelings that are in there? Um that is an ambiguous question that is narratively important. Can you tell me maybe what your intention or question is? And I would like, if she is in there mm -hmm. and it's this weird hybrid, she would say something explicitly to hurt Kiyama. Yeah. Is that a thing that I can say right yeah, now? Yeah, ex yeah. Ex yeah, explicitly to hurt Kiyama, absolutely. So if this is the hybrid, angry, terror, plague genius... Uh, they would say, at least you didn't have to kill Ronus. And then he, like, Plagueis would electrocute Velmen. 
Interesting. Because she also wants Velamin dead at this point. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rule out the last bit since he's being dragged away by <laughs> VC twenty. Um, but you can shoot some lightning for evil overlord effect. Um, there and there is a, an explicit reason, if that is not become obvious, that G is G plague Plagueus is letting them go. You are being allowed to leave. Pick up Velamin as we run back. Yeah. I will say on the way out too, before I grab I picked up Velamin, I picked up Luke's lightsaber. Okay. I grabbed Yeah, that. I'll allow it. I'll just like call. It. I'll pull it with the force and take it. You run about halfway, you run into Ronis, um, who looks around bewildered at the, the smaller party, just shakes his head. You can see him starting to tear up already because he knows what Luke missing means. And you guys, we will conclude Grasp of the Empire with you guys beaten and bruised, walking out of this Sith temple with the burning horizon of Colette's sacrifice in the background. Setting, uh, setting the scene, Kyama, Mia, and Ronis have returned to Synect Ray to finally try and answer the question of what exactly has occurred and where exactly everything stands on the surface of the planet. Um, descending down... Um, Actually, that it raises the interesting question um, that we're not going to answer right now of uh, what ship are you guys on and how the fuck did you get off Agamar? <laughs> um, but as I said, we're not we're not going to answer that now because that's a that is a question for another time. We were let go. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. But how did you get off the surface is is a separate question. Um, so descending down through the atmosphere of Cynic Ray and landing on the, you know, the, the cleared area in the, in the islands and streams of, of Cynic Ray, you can see that the temple nearby is in terrible shape. There is thin lines of there are thin lines of smoke that are still some you know all this time later rising from in between cracks and there are tumbled down pieces of stone and general destruction and disarray in the natural world around it burnt trees scorched grass and similar it looks very ruinous as the three of you exit your ship and approach. However, as you draw a little closer, there is what looks like a hologram or something, an indistinct figure that is standing near where the entrance to the main concourse and uh, meditation chamber was. I'll go over to it. Okay. Uh, as you draw closer, 
The figure is so striking in their resemblance to Ronus that part of your mind initially thinks, oh, this is Ronus. And then a second sort of more rational part takes over and says, oh, no, this must be a hologram of Ronus. And you uh, look, look, look over at him to kind of ask, like, when do you have your picture taken, essentially? Uh, and he looks baffled. And it is in that moment that um, some of the distinctions and differences become more manifest. You're maybe 10 paces away from this figure, and you realize that this is a force ghost, um, one that you've never seen before, who looks eerily, uh, maybe even uncannily, like Ronus. You know, you've seen um, the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi several times. He was uh, not an infrequent companion of Luke's. And one time, you never interacted with him, You, but you saw the, the ghost of Master Yoda, but you've never seen this individual before. I'll walk up to it. Mm-hmm. And, or them. And are they looking at anything in particular? Are they, like, looking at the temple? Or are they just... Are they looking at us? Uh, they're, they're looking at the temple. Can Mia see the force ghost? Yeah. And okay. I'll walk up to them and just keep look up, you know, stand next to them and look up at the temple. And it used to be a lot prettier than this. My room was up there on, I'll point to where it was, like up on one of the higher floors. Oh, the ghost doesn't say anything. Uh, and he looks over and... I imagine that interacting with force ghosts is sort of strange because their their physical features don't interact with the physical world at all. So like his uh, his hair, which should be by all rights kind of blowing in the wind, is long, but stays perfectly still as he looks over at you. And he says, well, it's gone now. What are you going to do? I don't know. And then I'll turn to them and... I haven't seen you before. I've seen others. No reason why you would have. What's your name? Anakin. And all of my eyes will widen and I will look back to the two Skywalker <laughs> descendants yeah. that are following behind me. Or next to me. I don't know where they are. Uh, Ronus's mouth is gaping open. Looks like he doesn't really know what to say. He is just kind of dazed. Sure. It's your little brother's namesake. Yeah, but I also think she's just generally in a state of daze and has been since, like the entire flight. Um, like I, sort of having like a low key headache for days is sort of how I'm imagining her. Yeah, and he kind of plows on past this revelation. He says, "It's going to be my time to to go soon. Obi Wan and Yoda are both gone, and now my son is too. It's in your hands now." And he's and he's not just looking at you when he says that. He's also looking at also looks at Ronus and um, even at Mia, and Ronus just nods solemnly. I think, uh, well, I, I would imagine that Kiyama realizes that he is mostly just very, very taken aback by how much he physically looks like Darth Vader, pre-Darth Vader. Mia's going to actually look back over her shoulder as though she's expecting someone to be behind her when Anakin looks at her. Mm. Yeah, there's no one there. Kiyama teared up when he mentioned that Luke is gone. Where do we start? I, well, I don't know. As the 
as the most senior Jedi, as I learned from Master Yoda, my responsibility is to give cryptic advice that is only useful at the last second. So you need to start by looking in your heart and you need to start by doing what must be done. Are there other Jedi left? Yeah, Did of they course. make it up? Of course. My, I watched my son get them out of here alive. There's still so much information down below. The, the bombardment was half-hearted at best, I would, I would call it. The, the empire of today is not the empire as it was under my watch, for which I, I suppose everyone should be grateful, including me. Alma gives a half-hearted smile at that. There's plenty to recover, but he looks kind of warily in between you and his grandson, and he says, you're not going to have any guidance. This is a new path to forge. That's all I stuck around to say. There's so many mistakes that someone can make that lie within their own heart. And I would hate to see, I would hate to see the, the fire of the Jedi go out of the universe altogether. Mia's going to walk forward and actually walk past Anakin and sure. into the ruined temple. Oh, okay. Um, and she's going to go looking for the staircase down into the basements. Okay. Um, I am actually going to make a coordination test for you. Okay. Um, just because there's a lot of blockage and stuff and whether totally. you can get, whether you can get past that is an interesting Unclear. question to me. Yeah. Yeah. So mo mostly what you learn is that, uh, the, the, te the temple is fairly blocked off. Um, you know, there's, it, it's also incredibly hot in there mm -hmm. mostly because the, the stones, that uh, the, the smoke itself is coming from maybe the stones or something burning underneath that mm -hmm. is still going mm -hmm. uh, and getting like chimney, the getting chimneyed up through cracks in the rock. Interesting. Um, it, it, while probably excavable um, because, you know, it's, it's not just completely turned to slag. Um, it is collapsed. So you would need some actual construction equipment to, get here and some intensive labor to to be done to get things get things out again okay um but you know it is the the pieces are themselves intact so i will i will say that you've kind of realized oh yeah they just smashed it with a wrecking ball they didn't you know fuse the stone or turn it to slag or anything like that any of the things any of the things that they could have done yeah. as he says the you know, and you guys know why the destruction was as half-hearted as it was. Yeah. Um, back up at the top to mm -hmm. Anakin, um, Campbell will ask, so we won't see you again? No. Or any of the others? No. Luke never agreed with Obi-Wan or Yoda or even my choice to remain afterwards. Yoda felt when he died that... As Luke was the only living trainee, you know, he would need to stand by to guide him into mastery. Obi-Wan, I'm sure, felt the same. My choice was, as with too many things in my life, perhaps selfish. I wanted more time with my son, and at some point I'm going to have to explain myself to Padme. So I put that off a little bit. But the time is long past, and it's time for us to become one with the Force. Will you see Luke again? I hope so. You know, as much as as much as we can hope for anything, I I believe in my heart that I will. Will you tell me how he died? Gamma takes a big deep breath to try and 
to not cry again. And um, she tells the man who was Darth Vader how it happened. And uh, he told us to run, but he died well. That's good. If you see him, tell him I'm sorry and that I love him. I will. You need to do me and yourself a favor, though. And don't let vengeance consume you. And don't let regret consume you. That's how, that's how I got where I was. She'll nod and just sort of wipe her eyes again. I'm imagining Mia has come back out of the temple sometime in the middle of that and is sort of hovering behind Anakin and watching the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think with that, um, Anakin is going to actually step away a little bit from uh, Kiyama and Rones and to Mia is going to say, take care of them, please. Now, Mia's if you're... Gonna, yeah, Mia's, go. Mia's going to look between each of his eyes sort of very quickly, like that thing where you sort of are surprised that someone spoke to you at all. And she's going to say, obviously, they don't know how to take care of themselves. Good. I have to go apologize to your grandmother. Uh, and he kind of smiles wryly and he fades. This is this is this excellent. Is, this is so much more than I could have hoped for. <laughs> oh my god! Great. You know the kind of self control it took to sit on this for two years. Amazing. I- <laughs> this was the plan from the start. This was the whole thing. Oh my how god! Do- I love it. How how, do, how does how how reasonably can I make Jar Jar Binks into a Sith Lord? Well. The dark side of the the dark side of the force leads to powers some might consider unnatural. What about body snatching? Oh, sh- <laughs> oh shit! Where did Darth Plagueis die? He died on Naboo. Oh shit! What if he snatched Jar Jar Binks's body? Just so I'm aware, if we had like not really fucked up the police thing, would we have found this out way earlier? There was a good possibility. Yes. All right. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm glad. A lot for more this for what it's worth. Yeah. Oh my god! This is excellent. <laughs> I feel I'm like so I, I don't smoke and I feel like I need a cigarette. Like that's how I'm feeling right now. 